Welcome to With a Twist, the number one parenting show on the planet. In an era where the majority of children are not asking what they want to be when they grow up, but instead what they want to be when they give up, With a Twist will help you raise hopeful, thriving, engaged, and confident children. Be the parent you've always wanted to be using With a Twist's signature success system. With a Twist is the only parenting podcast that will enable the everyday parent have peace of mind while navigating the school system and life. Give your child the opportunity to thrive instead of just barely survive. And now, the founder of With a Twist, Amber Scotchburn. Hi, it's Amber Scotchburn. And are you ready to get twisted with me today? Today's podcast is going to be on the language of leadership. Did you know that we're only spending 3.5 to 19 minutes of having meaningful conversation with our kids each day? In comparison, teens are spending 540 minutes on media per day. What is wrong with this picture? (laughs) Have you heard of the dog whisperer? His philosophy is that he basically is not training the dogs, but he's training the owners on how to be an effective dog handler. This training has to do with the way the owner communicates with the dog, as well as his energy or her energy, the dog handler's energy, and handling the dog. Because it's training the owner and not the dog, it doesn't matter what kind of dog you have, the method will be successful. The support given by the dog whisperer also ensures success. It's a perfect example of where you're raising the quality of your words, as opposed to raising the tone or the volume of your voice to be heard. Okay, so same thing with a dog. Same thing with your children. Let's see how we apply it. So I want you to think of me like the parent whisperer. I'm training you, not your children, to be effective parents. This means that I'm giving you the tools to effectively communicate with your child and those other key influencers in their life. You can have peace of mind in knowing that you are supported and that no matter what type of child you have, the process is still the same because we're all humans at the end of the day and our needs are all still very basic and we're just acting in a way to get them met. So further, you're in turn giving your child techniques that enable them to be the child whisperer. They can start to influence people in their worlds. And how cool is that? Um, Speaking of the dog whisperer, you know, I had a pit bull. Pitbulls in Canada, I'm not sure how in other places around the world, but they've been given a very bad rap. And so different provinces in Canada are banning them or and or having very strict rules around them. Um, I had a pitbull. He's the best dog I've ever had. Sorry to my current dog <laughs> and the other dogs I've had, but he just was. He was a lovely dog. He had a great disposition. He could be around any dog, any people, any other animal, and there was never a concern. And I've had a lot of other dogs, all different sizes, that there has been those concerns. Their energy gets shifted a little bit off. Um, and you know that dog that I had and and really why I'm going to attribute it to the fact that I always had great energy with him and I didn't yell at him to get him to do something I trained him to do something I trained him what I wanted him to do and very positive and rewarding and not every single time but 
hit and miss, right? And so anyways, these are a lot of the same things that I want you to think about with your kids is that you have the same basic principles you'd want for each of your children, which is I'm hoping that you want to send them out the door and you want them to be success ready. And how you do that is that you have these same basic concepts that we've talked about through all these podcasts. Today is going to be on communication. And so that's why I started with the fact that, you know, we're only having 3.5 to 19 minutes of meaningful conversation with kids per day. It's pretty crazy. So, I mean, I personally think that I should already get a reward for this book because one of my methods in solving conflicts is to bake a cake. (laughs) And I think I've shared that on a past podcast where my son was out hiking with a friend. He was uh, young, so kindergarten or junior kindergarten, so four or five, and he was out hiking. And and um, I got a call from the mom saying, hey, can he stay later? And I said, sure. They'd finish the hike. Can he stay later? Sure. I said, and why? Why, you know, what's going on? And she said, well, we're making a cake. And I said, oh, it's somebody's birthday she's like well no actually my daughter punched your son out on the hike and when she said sorry he said parroting from us sorry is just a word you have to actually do something (laughs) to make a difference and so she said well what would you like me to do and he was like ah bake a cake let's pretend it's my birthday and so that's what they were doing and they resolved their conflict pretty easily so how many conflicts could you resolve by baking a cake, taking it over to somebody and saying, you know what, that was just silly. (laughs) Let's just bake a cake. Here you go. (laughs) Of course, these days it would have to be a gluten-free, sugar-free, dairy-free, nut-free cake, just to make sure everybody could eat it. But you know what's really cool is that when your children are driving you the absolute most crazy is when you're actually going to be able to figure out what's going on with them. So think about that for a sec. The behavior that drives you the most crazy in your child is telling you the thing that they most need. And so for instance, if I was driving and I was speeding and I got in trouble for that, there's something about the speeding that is driving something, well, it's driving the car obviously, haha, but driving something that I really need because I'm willing to risk getting in trouble for it. Your kids, when they're driving you crazy and they're doing that behavior that they know that they there's a chance that they're going to get in trouble for, they're doing that because they need something. And so it's pretty actually awesome that we're able to now look at what they're doing instead of looking at it like in a punitive way or why are they doing that? You look at it like, oh, why are they doing that? What do they need? What do they need to get out of this situation that they're not getting? So when we talk to our families in our Tutoring with a Twist agency, we understand first and foremost, we are their children's academic coaches, right? They're coming to us for tutoring. But what that means for us is that we're helping them no matter what. You know, we're helping them no matter if they've got a failing grade, they've got a C, or they've got an A. We're still going to treat the child the same and see what basic things that they're telling us that they need. So I should back that up just a teeny bit. Like we're not treating them the same in that that, that it's like a prescribed program that we're just like downloading to them. But what I mean is that we're understanding that what's happening in their world 
and what we can do for them is the same. So if we need to spend that hour of time with them, talking them through whatever it is, giving them some skills and strategies, we're going to do that no matter what they're presenting. That's, I think, what the difference is in how a dog whisperer and a human whisperer work, right? So a dog whisperer, because a dog didn't do something or wasn't performing well, wouldn't give up on that dog. A human whisperer doesn't give up on the child. We just coach them through it differently. We're there to cheer children on, and we're there as a greater part of a team. And that's something that's really important to remember as you parent your child, is that there's a team, right? I think I said in my last podcast, it takes a village. I totally agree. Who else is on your child's team? Their other parents, their siblings, their teachers, their coaches. Maybe there's a guidance counselor. Maybe there's an outside counselor. Maybe there's uh, a neighbor. Maybe there's a best friend's parent. Maybe there's their best friends, right? There's a whole team that makes up your child. And we just want to really make sure that they are aware of who's on their team and who's there to support them. So while I want you to think of also being a parent whisperer, I also want you to think of yourself as a coach. You're your child's coach. So what makes a really good coach is being an effective communicator. So how effectively do you communicate with your children? Do you understand that you need to give everybody on the team, everybody in your family, a voice? And that, you know, you might hear one voice more often than the other, but you have to still understand that every child on your team, if you were being the coach, has a voice. Same with your kids. Understand that the individual the team and the outsiders affect the team's performance. So just if you're coaching um, your team, like say you're coaching a soccer team, you'd understand that there's all these dynamics happening. Well, same with your child. You know, what if the teacher had a bad day and downloaded that on the child? What if your best friend or their best friend, sorry, had a bad day and they downloaded that on your child, right? There's lots of different factors to look at. You must have not just strategy A to help your child succeed or to help your team succeed, but A all the way to Z (laughs) to help your team, in this case, your child, your family succeed. You have to look at failures as well as victories and learn from them both, right? A good coach says, oh, we didn't win this game. Let's figure out what we didn't do and what we need to strengthen. Ooh, we had a victory, awesome, but that doesn't mean that we ride high, guys. It still means we need to look at what we're doing well and continue to do it. They look for triggers that set their team up for success and for failures. So, for example, when my son was on rep soccer, you know, they suggested good bedtimes the night before, what to eat the night before, and what to not eat and do before the games. We look at them as people on the team as different mentors and different leaders within the team and who can we get to to lead different teams and so you know you may have that strong voice like I just mentioned as a, as one of your team members but what you want to do with that is see if you can get the person who doesn't have a strong voice to also lead in their own way. Good coaches also know that t- teams will miss a hundred percent of the shots that they don't take. A hundred percent of the shots that you don't take you'll miss. Think about that for a sec. You want to teach your child that, right? Well, if you don't actually go to school, (laughs) you're not going to make the friends that you want to make. If you don't actually go and write the test, we're going to have no idea what you know and what you don't know about this particular point in time about this subject. So 
That's a really good quote that I love to say to my kids. You're going to miss 100% of the things that you don't do. Also, we need to have a schedule as a team, right? They know when to meet and when to practice. Um, They have a team cheer. They won't embarrass a player just to make a point, but maybe we'll take them out individually and have the conversation with them. They may have to retrain a person based on what they've just learned from a different coach, if you have a different style of coaching. And you're going to know that there's lots of different personalities that make up your team. So let's think about this. I'm suggesting that I don't only want you to be the parent whisperer, but I want you to be a coach. You're a coach to your family. You're a coach to your child. Do you effectively communicate with every single person in your family, no matter who bugs you and who doesn't and who doesn't have your communication style that you love? Do you still effectively communicate with them? Do you give everybody a voice, even the person that typically doesn't have a voice? Do you have several strategies as opposed to just one? So, okay, Johnny gets out of the door really easily for school in the morning. Sally takes forever. Instead of saying, ah, Sally, I just wish you'd be more Johnny, what are some different strategies? In our house, we had to put um, a big list on the back of the door for one of my children. It had to be in pictures of what needed to be done, by what time, and all I needed to say was door, and they could go check that, and they could say, hey, have I packed my lunch? Hey, have I brushed my teeth? Hey, have I done all these different things without me having to say them all? My other son, he just actually needed it um, put on a sticky on the counter. Not anymore. He's 16 now, but before. And, And so different kids need different cues, but basically what the same thing is that you want to get them out the door, and you want to be successful getting them out the door. Do you understand that as a parent, You need to learn from your failures and your victories with your children, as do they. You need to look at what's setting them up for success and what's setting them up for failure. You want to give them opportunities to mentor in the family as well as be a follower. You want to tell them that, you know what, if you don't come to sit at dinner time, and dinner time is the time where we all sit together, you're going to miss out on lots of stuff. So even though you might have had a bad day or you might be angry, you might be whatever, come join and sit with us for dinner you're going to miss a hundred percent of what you don't put yourself into. Do you have like a family cheer, a family motto? We have a nickname for our family. Um, All our initials make up the name Mr. Gamma. And so we actually call each other that and reference that. and, And it's not really a team cheer, but it's a nickname for us. Do you have... Um, a place where you get an opportunity to talk about the different personalities and deal with the different personalities. So in our house, one of our strategies is we do something called the languages of love test. And that tells us what different ways different people in our house experience love and feel love. And so for instance, uh, my partner grew up with receiving lots of gifts. And so he really felt that giving gifts was a way that you showed somebody love. I didn't grow up that way. I grew up that gifts were kind of like almost a bad thing and that quality time was really important. And so we needed to look at how we felt love. And then we needed to do that with our kids because for instance, I have a son He's shifted now, but when he was younger, it was really about receiving gifts. And because I had grown up that gifts were bad, I wasn't really fulfilling his need for love because I wasn't giving him gifts. So as the coach of your family, are you looking what different needs are and are you having them discuss that amongst each other? So like you'd assign different positions to different people and maybe you'd switch that up on your team. How are you doing that with your family? So I really want to invite you to be your family whisperer, your 
child whisperer and your family coach. I think really this is the most important team you're ever going to be on in your life. What I learned from my parents was that they loved me more than they loved the poor choices that I made. Are you able to say that about your child? Is your child able to say that about you? I knew that I was so fortunate to be raised this way because I knew my family was the most important team. I knew they'd have my back no matter what, and in turn, I'd have their back no matter what. So when I made mistakes, I wasn't afraid to tell them. I have shared these stories with my children too so that they understand that I'm going to have their back. And no matter what, the love I have for them outweighs what they've done or haven't done. What I've learned from my children is that they need to be able to say no to me or even change their mind. And why? I want them to go courageously out into this world and make those thoughts known to others. When a teenager, they're a teenager and maybe they get asked about drugs that they're strongly able to say no. Or if they get pressured into maybe being in a certain situation like having sex for the first time and that they're able to maybe say yes and then change their mind at at any given point after that. I want my children to be able to say those things to others. So why wouldn't I allow them to say that to me? And let me tell you, (laughs) I say that and I don't have kids that jump through every hoop. I do have two kids like that, which, you know, are blessings. (laughs) I'm like, whew, sometimes parenting is so easy. But then I have my children that also flex their no muscles on a regular basis. But they teach me also so much. Remember also that you aren't doing this alone. You are co-starring with the universe. And that could be however you define that. It could be God or Allah or however, whatever you associate with your higher power. And you're in this movie with your universe or your God for life. You can count on your God or your universe to help you through. You need to understand that these are just moments in time where there might be a difficulty. Take your deep breath and go through them. If you could come up with a title for your family's movie, what would it be? What would your cheer be? What would your team motto be? How would you ensure that you're giving your best to your family as the most important team in your life? I really hope that the analogy of being the child whisperer, the parent whisperer, or the uh, coach has worked for you because I know that when I looked at setting up our tutoring agency, I really, really wanted it to be different than other tutoring agencies around. And how was I going to do that? Well, I really explained to the kids in our first meetings that we're their coaches. You know, we we are primarily their academic coaches because that's what we're getting paid for. But that means that we're looking at them as this whole picture and we're trying to see how we can help them be the best person that they can be. So I wanted to help you see how you can help your children be the best person that they can be. So here's the reflection questions. List three behaviors that your child does that drives you crazy. Can you see this behavior in you or another key influencer? Is there a way to redirect this behavior while you still show your child love? What is this behavior trying to tell you? Think about the biggest conflict you've had with your child. Can you identify which parts of the communication process you maybe used or didn't use? And we've talked about that in a past podcast, so have a look for that. And can you bake a cake and resolve the problem that you had with them? 
How often do you engage with your child's school and have that communication? And we've talked about cheerleaders and key influencers in your child's life. Who are they? Do you identify with them? Um, do they have any current issues that maybe they're transloading onto your kids? I don't know if that transloading is a word, but what I mean is transmitting or downloading. Um, can you describe a time in your life where you let another person's opinion of your child influence and then change the way you treated them? Do you have a time where you've needed to be your child's voice or you can teach them to have a voice? Do you use any self-limiting words or phrases with your child that maybe would have them not feel like they're really the best person they could be on your team? Does your child's dominant personality type clash with yours? What are the triggers for that? What are your child's triggers for that? On average, how much time do you spend have meaningful conversation with your child? How much does your time time sorry, how much time does your child spend on media? What kind of voice does your child has, as I've mentioned? Are they able to say no to you? Are they able to say, sorry mom, I need some time to think about that? Or dad? Are they able to say yes to you and then change their mind? Where can they practice saying no, saying I need time, saying I need to change my mind, if not with you? And what I really want you to do is think about that in terms of your children and and how you want to shift your family and how you want your family to be. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy that you got twisted with us today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are around the world. Great to have you with me today at With a Twist. Please don't forget to give me a five-star rating on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. As well as follow me on Facebook at Amber Scotchburn. Thanks so much.